Hey guys, how are you? Nice hair. You got that real Justin Herbert look. Pre this Austin year, Austin Eckler being carted off the field. What? No, he just scored a touchdown. Just kidding, <laughs> dude. I was down in like fifty points in fantasy, and I had Herbert and Eckler, and the other guy had Waller and Kenyan Drake, and I'm only down by like twenty now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a shot. I mean, at some point, I got a shot. At some point, they'll probably turn with another touchdown to uh, that backup running back. Oh, Joe West is retiring. That's not, oh, that's thank fucking God. He cost Armando like, Galarraga a perfect game. No, he didn't. When, when you know, yes, when you know an umpire's fucking name, uh, that's a problem. And yes, he did. He cost that guy uh, a perfect game. Wait a like second. A brutal call at first base. That wasn't him. It was him. before replay. Yeah, That wasn't him at first base. No, it wasn't. It was a crack. Okay. It was the guy Joe with the mustache. Right. I Armando. am right. Angel Hernandez? No. No, this guy with a big mustache. I can't remember his name. They did this cool ESPN thing where he was like, they presented an award together, him and the, that guy. I just can't remember his name. That guy fucking sucks. That was Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce, yeah. See, my memory for these sports things is second to fuck. You ask me about like my job in electrical. I'm like, ah, I'm not too sure. These stupid Ask me facts. about Mawina. <laughs> Great. Great movie. I love that movie Who so said that? much. Jonah, uh, the actor. Jonah Hill. That's right. Ask me about my wiener. That movie's underrated. <laughs> oh, so good. A little Blake Lively. At her, at her prime. Oh, this is a hot Justin start. Long, just Justin Long. Enjoy- Justin Long just before evil. he started going down. Yeah. Justin Hill or Justin Long also at his prime. Yeah, that was like barely like just like he's he's like in the Grinch movie where the sled is just about to go back down the hill. <laughs> and the, the dog's just like holding on to it. It's just not quite there. And that's exactly where he is. That's where he is in his career at that point. Was Justin Long, did he ever have a prime though? Not really. Yeah. Let's be honest. Was he talented enough that, to have I mean, a prime? Yeah, no, he did have a prime because that that was he was like that was his box office. They put that movie out there, and they're like, "Hey, Justin Long is in this movie." Like that was his that was his peak. So yeah, he had a prime. And then you remember, I would have said Jeepers Creepers is probably his prime. That was oh, before, man, no. quality film. Yeah, but we, they, that that's one movie that if you want to look up some fucked up shit about the director, that guy's <laughs> not a nice person. He isn't. All right, so we're canceling movies, TV, music. Dude, we're just canceled all day. Dude, dude, I'm, all I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say what he did, but like it is beyond that. He's the worst. He is like, what's that uh, Roman uh, uh, Polanski? Well, yeah, but worse. The same, oh, okay. but worse. So, so he, the movie Jeepers Creepers, is more of like an autobiographical movie than anything. Yeah, yeah, he's not a nice dude. But fair enough. Uh, fair enough. No, I, I'm not canceling stuff. I still the only person I don't watch is Tom Cruise. That's it. <laughs> it's because of that fucking documentary. Biggest action star in the world. Can't do still. it. Just can't do it. Can't do it. He's such a phony. All right, Fair we, we only got, big phony. We only got a couple minutes here because Diener has to go watch his Chargers no. charge. Who's opening? Uh, I think it would be me. Okay, go. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Three, two, one.
Welcome back for another episode of the No Instructions Needed podcast. Uh, as you can see, but yeah. you're not here, we are down. We got it. Oh, man, we need to start putting up like wanted like or missing posters at this no, point because I really have no idea where Konzi is. I hope he's safe somewhere, but we need to find that guy. Uh, we are recording on a, a late edition Monday night football currently going on. So if Dean has a little bit more pep in his step, it's because Justin Herbert is carving up the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's take it to Deaner. Dean, how you feeling, brother? Right now, I'm feeling good. They're up 21 nothing. It's a nice little uh, boost after a sad day yesterday where the Jays fell just a game short of the playoffs. But uh, this is making up for a little bit. My boy Herbie Hancock just uh, slicing and dicing, as Herbie. Julian might say. But yeah, that's all's good on Dean's end. Happy to be back. I missed last week and, uh, you know, I missed you guys. I was a guest star on my own podcast, but, uh, still yeah, fucking that, dying. still dying. He's still dying. But anyways, chaps, how are you? I'm good. I got some topics. I got a couple things I want to talk about this week. Uh, Kanzi, yeah, is missing again as Dean was missing. We just can't quite, you know what? We're in a, we're in a funk right now. We've lost like four of eight or five of eight or something like that. You know, we need to, we need to start turning around, start gaining momentum as people get bored here in the fall. You know, we need to be, start penetrating their ear holes and, uh, and, and like, let's, let's start, you know, getting the mind activated. So I'm going to start this off this episode with a quick question here. Okay. I'm a guy that drives a lot. I have put on like 170,000 kilometers on my truck in it's a 2020 or 2019, something like that. So I drive a fuck ton. Okay. So what comes along with that is I drink a lot of coffee in the morning time. I eat a lot of garbage food specifically in the morning time. I try to wean off the burgers and stuff like that, but like breakfast food is always the hardest for me. Okay. I swear to God, Tim Hortons is batting like 34% when it comes to my fucking orders. They screw it up at least 70% of the time. So I'm going to throw this out to the No Instructions Needed Nation. I'm going to throw this out to you guys as well. What is the worst fast food place to get your order right? Because I personally believe it's Tim Hortons. They fuck it up every single time. I'd probably have to agree with you. I remember one time, like, I ordered a sausage bagel breakfast sandwich, and they just gave me, like, two eggs. So it was just, like, I bit down expecting meat, and it was just, like, thick with eggs. And it was disgusting, because their eggs ain't great. They ain't cracked like McDonald's. Um, so I think you might be right. Also, um, chopped leaf, when I do skip the dishes... I order chicken and bacon bits in my salad and half the time it doesn't come with chicken and I'm paying like five bucks for that chicken and I ain't going to complain because I'm not that kind of person, but in my heart of hearts, I am upset. I need the protein. You know this. I once went to Tim Hortons and I asked them for an iced coffee and they said that they didn't have that ready for another hour. What? So, I mean, at that point, I'm pretty sure you're fucked. So I don't go to Tim Hortons um, ever. My kids like Timbit, so every once in a while, like I'll indulge for them. But I am—I refuse to go to Tim Hortons anymore. It is a terribly overrated spot, breakfast spot, lunch spot. I once went on like the first day of a promotion to get like a 
a roast beef snack sandwich and they didn't have it. So I, I just mean like, like they don't have half the products they're advertising as part of their specials. I'm out. Goodbye to morning. I, I think it's the worst. I mean, they fuck up my order. So there's this one specifically Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. And, and I was there for rough I town, think, rough town. Have you been there before? <laughs> No, it just sounds no, like it, 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 the mean streets. Out. Yeah, there was a murder the first night we were working there. Legit guy got shot in the middle of the fucking street. Craziness. Um, <laughs> it's true. That's where God. And uh, so, so I I would go to Tim Hortons there every morning, like every single morning. I was there for like three weeks straight or something stupid like that. And uh, and they got my order right of those twenty one or twenty four days in a row. I went there. They got my order right five times. I had like a little check. I had a whole tally board figured out because I'd been there before and they hadn't gotten right five times out of 21 or 25 tries. The worst. And I was like, oh, it's just Metal Lake. And then I start like driving. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get a black coffee. I like black coffee. Just my thing. And, you know, a lot of the time it's a double double. Sometimes it's a one and one. If I get a breakfast, like this morning, like th- this morning, I was like, they're like, hey, what would you like for breakfast? I'm like, I will get a bagel belt, please. And they're like, what type of belt? I'm like, I'll get uh, sausage instead of bacon. So a salt. And they're like, aha, good joke, sir. I'm like, yeah, fucking hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like five o'clock in the morning. Right. And, and I roll up to the window and they're like, oh, you're so funny. I'm like, thanks. And they give me my breakfast. And first thing I start driving away, coffee's supposed to be black. It's a double double. Okay. That's a shitty start. Supposed to have an orange juice, got an apple juice. And to fucking go three for fucking three, supposed to be a fucking uh, sausage, and it's a fucking bacon. Three for three. They fucked everything up with my goddamn order. You're so funny. Here's the belt. (laughs) Here's that belt you made a joke about. The worst. Find the the comedy in this fucked up order from Tim Hortons. It's probably why the murder rate in the Saskatchewan place is so high. (laughs) (laughs) Because they just keep fucking people's breakfasts up and... You know, it's just kind of like, well, they just they just had enough. That's it. Fucking ending lives ornery. all over the place. Yeah, but all, all in the middle of the streets. So then I go to like fucking because after like you start getting into it, you're like, holy fuck, this is terrible. And one time they fucked up my order like so bad at that uh, at that Tim Hortons. Like I was supposed to get like a farmer's breakfast wrap or something like that. And all they gave me was like a plain bagel. And I was arguing with them like, oh, you didn't pay for this. I'm like, holy fuck. So I went back and I went to the McDonald's instead. They fucked up my order. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't talk right or something like that. I'm starting to notice a common de- denominator here. Well, chaps, for the record, Tim Horton's black coffee is gross. So you That's should go true. to a new spot. Yeah, but at five o'clock in the morning, where else are you going to go? Mac Dinks. That's true. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat the L on that one. Remember that one time <laughs> you went to McDonald's in the morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah, do you want McDonald's breakfast? Yeah, bring that. <laughs> I was so hungover. I'm like, just take my truck keys. I'm like, all right, I'll get you breakfast. I'm a good friend. You are. All of the uh, managers get together of the early morning shifts, have the picture of chaps, and they're like, this guy comes in, just give him something that he doesn't want to fucking order. I honestly will argue that getting a, an apple juice instead of an orange juice or vice versa is literally the worst mistake as someone could make. I mean, I once asked for a Big Mac one time and got no meat, just pure lettuce, mac sauce, and buns. But I would say getting an orange juice instead of an apple juice or vice versa is probably the most horrendous mistake 
and that person should be fired unless they're on work release, in which case, do not do anything to that person. It is a... Uh... My, 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 my fast draft just started, so you're going to have to do a uh, good audible here in the talk about something else. I got something right. to talk about real quick. Just a follow-up from my interview last week, and Chap said over under 14 drinks. And I said, that's, that's going to be a crispy under. I don't think we're going that hard tonight. It was well over. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I was just sitting there after our bill. There was five of us, our bill at the bar was like 800 bucks and we didn't order any food so just pure booze and i was sitting there like on my like sixth rind water i'm like "Mm, chaps was right (laughs) and we did these things that like i've been i've been in the game for a while it was called a grenade and i've never had one and it's like a tequila shot and a shot of jaeger leaned up against each other in a pint glass that has red bull on the base and you pull the tequila shot you drink it and then the Jager shot falls into the glass and you do a Jager bomb. And we did one of those too. So we were right tuned up that night. Nothing crazy though. But yeah, Chaps, you should have bet the over. I did bet the over. I, he- I heard it in your voice. You were like, that's the Dean I know is about to get shit-faced almost every single time. Well, at the- that point, I probably had five or six, I'd say. And I'm like, yeah, probably a few more and we'll go to bed. And We were like- hoping for more fireworks. I was hoping for like the Bachelor come up like, yo, this- but no, didn't happen. It was it was pretty tame. Actually, the Bachelor is one of our biggest fans. I know but, it's your uh, guy, I, Jake Jay. No, Jay. We yeah, did it Jay. incognito. Nice. Or I did it incognito. I should say. Should have had him because we went we went on this like dinner tour into like a few spots for like you know a moose bouche appies dinner d- dessert all that kind of stuff. But it was like all of us, and then there was like a couple with us too. So I just didn't want to like sign on with this couple around. Shout out! Oh, shout out, Kyle and Paige. Hold on, there was a couple at the at the bachelor. Yeah. They're cool. They're cool. Yeah. All right, I won't. They're rip all it. right. I won't rip it. I won't rip it. Grip it and rip it. Did that quite a bit when my wife was gone. Hey. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, speaking of boozing heavily. Uh, we are a day removed, as mentioned at the beginning, of the Toronto Blue Jays season coming to an end. I'm not going to gloat. I'm not going to say anything because who knows what happens with my Red Sox. But looking back, I hate moral victories. But this is about as a big of moral victory for Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays no. as possible. Three different homes uh, throughout the season. Actually, four technically. Uh, had their best record at the Rogers Center and fall one game short. Toronto has a bad history with spending in one offseason and not following up in the next offseason. What do you think the Toronto Blue Jays need to do this offseason to return, to really put the league on notice? And do they do it? Or do we just have another sort of wasted set of talent for the next four to five years? All right. Before, I'm going to let Dean think about this because he's going to be a lot more fired up than... What do they? You are dying of COVID. You should I'm go sorry, get the yeah. COVID test again. Um, false negative. False negative. Exactly. I honestly think that anyone that says this is a moral victory or that, like, oh, it was a good season, they played in four different whatever, they wasted a fucking year of premium talent. 
They wasted maybe a Cy, probably a Cy Young winner, should have been an MVP, uh, the other uh, Guerrero, and maybe a rookie of the year. They wasted all three of those, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So, no, I, I don't think it's a moral victory. I think it's a huge disappointment to the franchise. I think that that uh, that they should be in the playoffs. They should have been in the playoffs had they just focused against shitty teams like Detroit, like fucking uh, Baltimore they lost the game to, not this weekend, but a little while ago. Minnesota took took a couple games from. Had they just focused and and came to play, they would be in the playoffs right now. And guess whose job that is to get the players to play? That's the matter. Is it Charlie job. Montoya's? And guess, and guess and guess whose job it is also? It's the leaders on on that team's job as well. Like you guys have to like, there has to be some sort of response to that. And then what do they have to do? They gotta sign Simeon. They have to sign Ray. They probably have to go get a Marcus Stroman type pitcher as well. Another one. But will the Toronto will Rogers do that? No, they just won't. Okay, well, chaps. Julian didn't ask about if it's a moral victor or not. So I'm going to answer his question. <laughs> Thank you, dude. They need to either re-sign one or both of Ray or Simeon. I used to, a few weeks ago, a month ago, I would have said Ray is more important. I think I'm changing my tune a bit. I think Simeon might be more important. Seems to be a good leader. Actually, the one thing, the, the one game, remember that game in Detroit, or they are playing Detroit, it was bottom of ninth, two outs, and it, like a slow roller was set to Simeon, like the most routine ground ball ever, and he botched the throw, and then the Jays end up losing the game, like they scored the run and, and blah, 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 uh, so like that was the game, I'm like, man, if he just would have made like a throw he's made thousands of times in his life, everything would have been a Gucci, but, um, and they would have been in the playoffs, or, you know, you would think. But uh, I think it's Simeon. They got a pretty good base of pitchers with Manoa, Barrios, Ryu. He's okay. Mats, if they can re-sign Mats, they can probably still get him on the cheap and uh, or cheaper and, you know, maybe pick up another quality arm. But the thing they have to do the most is, I think, re-sign Simeon and bullpen. Bullpen was their Achilles heel for much of the year. You know, Meza and Romano kind of established themselves as kind of the eighth, ninth guys. But, you know, when you have Merriweather, when he came back, wasn't strong. Trent Thornton was atrociously bad. Uh, there was, you know, Chatwood was atrociously bad. They got rid of him. But, like, everyone else was just kind of like, meh. Simber was okay. Richards was okay. And they kind of got better once they got those two guys. But, like, Soria barely played after they traded from at the deadline. So, yeah, the bullpen needs, like, if they can – keep Romano the way he is and he keeps playing the way he is and Meza keeps developing and they can get like a good seventh guy and they can have like a seven, eight, nine kind of combination like the Royals did back in the day. Like they will be unstoppable. Mariners had it too this year. Mariners bullpen at like the last two months was like unhittable. And that's why they did so well. And the Jays was just like, here's a hang and curveball, crush it out of the park. Okay. So big question. What do you do with Nate Pearson? Because I don't think his future is brightest as a starter, trying to throw four or five pitches. The underratedness of being able to throw 101 miles per hour past guys showed when he got moved to the bullpen. He was way more effective as a late-inning guy than he ever has been or projected to be as a starter. What do you do? Look at 
look at someone like Sanchez. Like Sanchez, when he was the eighth inning guy on the Jays, he was unhittable. Like he was locked down, and then who was the, then Osuna would lo- and close it off. Like, mm-hmm. and then Sanchez when they started stretching him out, I think he was an all star one year maybe, but then he got hurt all the time, right? So, do you take the sure thing and like a probably a surefire like shut down late innings guy? And but you know obviously the ceiling is or the benefits of a all star starting pitcher or more, but like he hasn't proven it yet. They're, they're going to give him another shot. Like let's call a spade a spade here, but. If it doesn't work out, like they have to consider it because Sanchez, if they would have kept him in that position, he'd probably still be on the team and he'd probably be making 10, 11 million bucks a year and, and would be killing it. So I think it's, they'd have to consider keeping him in the bullpen. I, they won't, but you know, if it doesn't work out, then yeah, he still wasn't great out of the bullpen. He was okay. But I think, you know, with a bit more seasoning, he'll be huge. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're going to see, uh, what happened with Josh Hader, who is actually a highly touted prospect as a starting pitcher who got one season and not even a full season. He got like two months as a starter, didn't work out, came back the following year, and he's been like the lights out reliever that we have seen. I think that's going to be Nate Pearson. I don't think Nate Pearson's going to be a starter next year. I think that also has a lot to do with what they do in the offseason on if they can sign guys and who they can bring in. But I think his highest ceiling as a Toronto Blue Jay, is going to be in a bullpen role where he can throw 101, That whether that's the closer, the seventh guy, the eighth guy. Uh, there's rumors that they're going to get rid of the minimum three batter rule because it didn't work the, <coughs> at all, so it's time to get rid of it. But if the Jays are going to be successful, Nate Pearson can't be one of your top five starters. He doesn't have it in him. He hasn't shown it, and I think the Blue Jays see that now. And they're not just holding on to the fact that he was a highly touted prospect. We have to do what's best for the team. And what's best for the team is him throwing 101, 15 pitches per game, three out of every four games. I think that puts the Jays in the best spot possible. I don't think he'll be a starter. You know, fun fact about Josh Hader, he's got super sick flow like me. Also super racist, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Super racist. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, I want to just update the crowd here listening to this right now. What you can hear is maybe some struggling in in the big O's voice. But what you don't see is his eyes almost popping out of his head every 30 seconds when he's going to cough. He kind of looks like one of those creepy guys (laughs) in the bar that sees a girl in the cartoon. They go, bazing! Bazinga with their eyes. That's kind of what he looks like here. I talk for a living, and it's <laughs> always extremely hard That's when I have said. this nagging cough I can't rid of, can't get rid of, and it's always around this time of year. <laughs> so it's a struggle. Apologies to the listeners. The struggle is real. Have I ever nailed a football game more than I nailed that freaking Patriots uh, Tampa Bay game? Like, I nailed that thing right down to the fucking rating. Did you see the rating that you got? Second highest no. rated ever Sunday night football, uh, ever regular season game. I felt like no I, I'm pretty sure our, I botched like 75% of the games yesterday. <laughs> the season's been weird. And uh, I was just like, ooh, I was way off on that one. I took the, I took the points for Houston. Like, come on, Dean. <laughs> Told Get you. your head out of your bunghole. That's like... They were Buffalo is a wagon. They're trouble. Yeah, they're going to be a lot of trouble. 
Yeah. Yeah, they might they might do it this year. I, hey, the Seahawks came through too. That was quite shocking, to be honest with you. Here I am getting my heart crushed by the Blue Jays. I look down, the Seahawks are winning. I'm like, huh? Well, this is interesting. Yeah, the Seahawks rule. <laughs> Where did you want to get to here, Jo? It looked like you were trying to go somewhere. Uh, I was going to say something about. Uh... What was more important to me than you nailing your picks was Nick Folk nailing (laughs) the uprights and saving me $1,200 because I have never been sweating so much over a single money line bet as I was yesterday. So thank you, Nick Folk, for I don't know if you guys know the history of Nick Folk in the Tampa Bay, New England Patriots games, but when he was on the other side for Tampa Bay, he missed like four field goals in a single game. I think it was like a Thursday night football game and he missed like terrible ones. And then he goes to the Patriots and sets their consecutive field goal streak. And the one that he misses was the one I needed him to miss, even though that's my team. Thank you, Nick Fole. What a weird concept betting against your favorite team. What a weird thing to do. I couldn't do it. I could not do that. Never in a million years. Oh, well, Tried to win money, and you don't you don't win money when bet with your heart. No, you don't. Trust me, you do not. You do not win any money. Oh, I guess my internet's unstable. Has it been cutting in and out? Your audio is good. Your video got a little sketchy, but I gotta ask, what pick are you in the draft, and who have you taken so far? I haven't taken anybody. All I have done because we get two keepers each year, so I kept Elias Pedersen and I kept Darcy Kemper. And uh, it, it's like a it's a bid system. So they put a player up there. You have a certain amount of money, and you got bid to get them. And everyone always shoots their load faster and not jacking off for ten days. So it's like everyone's just fucking just spending on all these players. So I sit back and wait and and finish last. Fair enough. Nice. By like the way, it. boys, Dean, I got to live your life this weekend. Why? Because I had oh no the kids. single man's life. The single man's uh, life. No kids, no wife. Living alone. No responsibility. You want to know what I did? So I sit there for the first what? time. I'm like, oh, this is this is nice. There's no kids. Kind of eerie, kind of creepy. And I'm like, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to have an awesome night to myself. And then I got lonely. I called my wife like 30 times, <laughs> like every like hour, pretty much. And then I got bored. So I started fucking cleaning the house. I cleaned the goddamn house. What happened to me? When my wife would leave, I would go nuts and go have fun and fucking party, whatever. Even when I was married, right? Like not like doing anything crazy like that, but but go party, go have a lot of fun. But this weekend, I was like an hour or maybe not quite, but well, no, about three or four hours into this. And I was like, oh, let's pull out the fridge and clean behind the fridge. I can clean it behind the fridge. Oh, let's pull out the oven and clean behind the oven. I don't know. I must have must have grown up here. Dean is heavily distracted right now. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm sorry. It is okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I have to like rent this suit for my buddy Jay's wedding. Oh, nice. And I'm pretty late getting. And I got my measurements. And like, I got my. Me- I went to a tailor uh, yeah. during my lunch at work. Yeah. And like everything doesn't seem to add up like she said my waist is 37 like my like my pants are 34 that i wear 
What's the inseam? <laughs> and, and she said my inseam was 31 when like bullshit yeah bullshit i i'm julian fun fact about me i'm mostly sternum and neck that's like okay. i don't really have that long legs my stepdad's five foot eight and we have the same like pant length but at least the 32 that's and, crazy and i'm like yeah i'm six inches taller than i'm six and a bit but i'm all neck and, and midsection fuck i'm 36 36 Ooh, okay. Yeah, right. Like she's like 37. Like, there's no effing way. Like, I, I wear 34 that are like too big for me. And like, sure, they're jeans, maybe, but they're not like dress pants, but still like 36 max. And that's probably gonna be too big, but I just did it to be safe. Dean, can I ask you a question? Sure. In the wintertime, when it's like gray sweatpants season, are the ladies just like <laughs> Googling <laughs> your business all the time. Mm, I don't really wear sweatpants in public. I'm more of a jogger, man. What's the difference? What's the difference between those? One's like standard definition and one's high definition. <laughs> okay. Which one's 4K? <laughs> is there like is that like the fucking uh the short short shorts or anything like that? Like what's four that'd probably be 4K. Do you want to know a movie I watched last night? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. So good. So good. <laughs> I don't know if it holds up, think? man. I just don't it know. doesn't hold up. I watched no, it a no. couple years ago. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> like when I was six Finkel years old, that Einhorn. was the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Einhorn is a man. And everyone starts puking. It's just like, oh, you probably can't do that. Everything's the the plunger. The plunger scene. Oh, so good. (laughs) Because, like, the practicality of that is terrible. You use that to unclog your toilet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now you're just sucking your face out. It was, yeah. So many, so many incorrect things, including probably the worst part of that movie uh, Dan Marino's acting. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but the worst part, I think, is when he makes iHeart bend over and to show the the panties oh, and the, 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 tuck. <laughs> the, the, the tuck, the tucky tuck. And the fact that it, that Einhorn's made out with, like, every single member of the police force. Everyone. I mean, he got with everyone. everyone. They don't discriminate. That police force did not discriminate. <laughs> no. Big shout out. Big shout out to that police force. Miami PD. Yeah. Let's, let's go. PD. Oh, I can't believe it. I just started watching it. I was like, ah, you know what? I haven't seen this in a long time. I heard this doesn't really stand up, but let's just see what it's like. And then found out pretty quick that ah, this is not uh... <laughs> this is not Ew. kosher, as they say. No, it is not. It was not Cold. kosher. Fourth and two conversion for the charge. Bolt up. Oh boy. Bolt up. Do you know what's Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? (laughs) It's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code NEEDED20. That's needed20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. Let's go. That was slick.
You're slick, Rick. Slick, Rick. Do you guys dress up for Halloween? No, I don't like Halloween. Used to be a big Halloween guy. I used to be. I no, mean, I. Or did you say me or you? I said I used to be, but oh, okay. I remember when Apologies. you and I dressed up as uh, the go- Girls Gone Wild uh, camera crew one year. <laughs> was... Yeah, but that was just a T-shirt, though, right? Like I wasn't really <laughs> dressing up that much. Like that's true. That's... That was just a like seventeen dollar T-shirt when I had no money. I was like, oh, <laughs> did we get naked once and go as like naked army men or something like that, or very sexy army oh. men? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got like children's size army clothes. Put the hell. I remember there's a picture I just seen. that had the helmet around my cock. <laughs> yeah, we were the worst. And then you guys put face paint on, but I didn't because I don't want to mess up the money maker. You know, what I'm oh, that's right. That's right. We probably probably got mad at you too. We're like, what the fuck? This guy isn't committed to the gimmick. Speaking of not committing to the gimmick. Oh man, Ray, great Ray transition Wyatt. here, Jack. <laughs> Your transitions are out of control today. Brooklyn Nine-Nine had the most oh. disappointing final season of any of my favorite television shows ever. <laughs> Chaps, take it away, buddy. Okay, so hmm, I have so many questions. First of all, when they were on Fox and they went to NBC, what the fuck happened to Adam uh, or Jake Peralta's hair? I can't remember. I can't think of it. Andy Samberg. What happened to Andy Samberg's hair? It's completely different. Like, just it really bothers me. And then like this last season, like did, did fucking Boyle just lose all of his hair? Like, was it all yeah. just gone? You must like, like John Sire fucking syndrome or something like that. Like it was awful. Now, like if I can get past all that stuff, obviously. Now let's talk about the content, the content. So I got a problem with the content because I understand the Black Lives Matter is like a big movement and we should talk about it. I understand that like COVID is a big thing and that we should talk about it. Well, COVID actually can fuck off in my TV series and movies, to be honest. I don't need to see that shit. We're living in the real world right now with it. I don't, unless I'm watching a documentary about it, I don't want to see it in the movies. But uh, the Black Lives Matter, like you knew they were going to do something with it. And and the way that they chose to dealt to deal with it in that show is just a really bizarre bizarre way in my opinion that they dealt with it in the first you know couple episodes like you spent how many seasons was it eight or nine i guess i think it was eight it, yes yeah, so i spent, could be wrong you spent seven seasons building up jake peralta as like this amazing detective that really never gets anything wrong on the case he gets all his life stuff wrong but he never gets anything wrong and then he's the one that arrests someone like uh, without evidence and he's the one that intimidates a witness and all that stuff it's just like what the fuck are we doing here like this is the dumbest thing and then the whole concept behind like diaz quitting the force to become a pi i'm like that doesn't make sense within her character like it makes no sense what would her character do her character would stay as a cop and go bust all those other cops within the force they already did that that's why this concept doesn't make sense they did that with uh, what's what's her what's your face in the uh, when they go undercover they get busted and then they go to jail, whatever the 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 Golden Gate robbers or whatever the fuck they were. They did that already. Remember they 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 were uh, they were with the with a task force. Oh, that other that other task force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and like so, like they already proved that they'll chase these dirty cops. Like the Diaz thing made no sense, and then the whole series, it just it, it's like they didn't know what to do and they wanted to please everyone. And you know what's funny though, Julian? I think you and I might be in the minority because I think it was like critically acclaimed. 
And I thought, oh. I honestly thought it was dog shit. It was worse than the first season after Steve Carell left, left the office. Which is bad. Well, never seen I the took office. solace in the one episode because they had Doug Judy come back. Yes, yes. But even that. But yeah, even I thought he, he, he like turned his back on him after they like made this friendship and he was going to double cross him. Like, that's kind of lame. But still, I like Doug Judy and Dog Judy. Yeah. They got some things right, but most of this season missed a lot. Um, I, I was disappointed. I was waiting for this thing to come onto like Netflix. It finally did. And I wish that I never saw it. I wish the last season that aired before this was the last one that they had come up with. They tried to do too much and I don't think they accomplished it, but you know, they don't pay me millions of dollars to do it. Now, on the other hand, I don't know if you guys watch billions, but it's arguably one of the best shows on TV. Oh yeah. I haven't watched billions, but one more thing. And then boils, not even a real boil. Like, come on. It doesn't make any fucking (laughs) sense. It makes zero sense. The whole thing. It was awful. Why are these critics saying it's good? Because it was so fucking bad. My edible just kicked in, and it's awesome right now. I feel great. Um, It was just so bad. Like, I just, I truthfully, I don't understand how everyone thought it was that good. I I just, it boiled up being a boil. Yeah, I got to do it. The boil not being a boil. The fucking, uh, like, the fucking hair. All the dumbest shit. Diaz. Uh, Doug Judy, like none of that stuff made sense. I think it was, yeah, I think it was god fucking awful. I love your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only the only real thing that I really enjoyed was uh, Captain Holt saying that one time on the show because he has the one time in this last season where he makes a title of your sex tape joke and it like was completely on the mark. Other than that. There wasn't a single character that I enjoyed watching. Even the final heist wasn't great. No. Like it's just they 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 just missed on on quite a little bit. And they wasted a great actor in John C. McGinley as the union guy. I love him as an actor. He was on Scrubs, Dr. Cox. He was phenomenal. But my God, they just yeah. They they missed a lot on this season. I think the only thing they actually got right, and my wife and I we're talking about we have varying opinions on this final season but like the the one thing they actually got right though was the captain holt relationship with kevin i think because it's hinted at the whole time that they have issues like they're not like a solid couple and then when they break up you're like oh fuck that why is captain holt getting broken up and that's exactly what i said and then i go back i'm like fuck they got in fights when he was in paris he didn't allow him to invite his cop uh workmates to like his his birthday party and stuff that was the one thing they got right. I hated it, but that was the run. That, that was the only thing that they got right. And Jake quitting the force. I didn't mind how that ended either, because that made a lot of sense. Bing pot. <laughs> this is the first time I've had an edible make my face kind of feel really different. Like it just feels my mouth feels a little different too. This one's hitting a little weird. This one might have been harder. I gotta check the dosage on this one. <laughs> Might be a bad batch or a good batch. <laughs> Been listening to the weekend too much because you can't feel your face when you're with us, you know. <laughs> I think that's cocaine. 
Probably. Star Star Boy. That's what it's all about. Uh, I listen, I know we are probably gonna start wrapping up this yes. amazingly 30-minute episode that we wanted to put out and reach out to the people. Um, boys, I feel like life's gonna get a little bit crazy. No. But I always enjoy the fact that you we find time to to connect as much as we can, especially when you know all of our social medias go down and our lines of communication go down and chap starts a group chat. Not actually sure if one of the members is part of it or if it's some random number. Always enjoy it. Always exciting. I love you, boys. Let's get her. I was legitimately nervous that I had the wrong fucking number there. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he's not responding. I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Why is he responding? Yeah, but it's not that because the amount of text that he would have got in this time period right? would have been like 200 texts and you eventually would have looked at your phone and been like what the fuck is going on here so i was like fuck this this might be the wrong number and so i text brianne i'm like hey can you look up it look up al's number and uh my wife's like yeah so i sent her like the last four digits of the number or whatever just because i it was just i remembered it <laughs> and uh she texted me back right away she's like yeah that's not alan's number I'm like oh fuck it <laughs> took him off but it ended up being his real number so i didn't feel like a dud the whole time there we miss you Conzi. he still hasn't responded in that group chat by the way <laughs> he's busy man he's a he's a busy guy you know he's got he's, he's got uh, a few kids and a job and uh well, all that he, good stuff that also, comes with being an kinda, adult he's kind of like in his job like if it goes bad that day it would be almost impossible to focus on anything else. Like what he does is uh, that's a tough, that's a tough gig. If you're uh, if anything goes wrong. So and shit goes go. wrong. A lot of shit goes wrong. Hopefully next week we have Eddie lack. This is going to be my last couple of sentences. Like I, I think we got him, but I got to talk to you boys real quick after this about that. But uh, listen, we're going to start rounding in the form again and it's going to be, you know, we're going to start going again here properly, more social media, more everything. It's just right now life is chaotic and, you know, we all have real lives. We all get paid by not this podcast really. And uh, we just want to, you know, we'll get better. That's my, my oath to, to the fan base. I missed one episode and I'm sorry. And it will never happen again. Pro I, it probably will, but you know, I'm going to try my best <laughs> for it not to happen again. You know, sometimes you just got to go to a bachelor party and have 14 drinks or more. Nice. I just drafted my first player on the draft right now. You've been on it for like half an hour. I know. Well, everyone's just, I'm kind of high too right now. So this is very confusing. (laughs) I, I, I selected Vladimir Tarasenko for like seven bucks, which is not very much money. And I just got Philip Hornick right now as well for $1. So I'm bargaining. I don't know who that is. He's actually pretty good. He plays for Detroit. He gets he's a defenseman. He gets lots of points. Take Owen Power. Let's go. No. He's going to Michigan. Yeah, he's not. He's not yeah, playing in the NHL. Yeah, but you can keep him though. You're not no. allowed to keep like prospects. No, like for you can keep him for one year. Yeah, but I'm not going to keep him because he like he, his first year mm. might suck. The league is whack. He's no, a great defenseman who has put up points every step of the way. But anyways, we can we'll dive <laughs> into this another time. Uh, boys, uh, always love you. Needed20 at manscaped.com. Uh, no excuses to grow out your pubes. No one likes them. Girls don't like them. Guys don't like them. You shouldn't like them. 
So nope. needed 20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. All sorts of fun tools for all of your holes and all of your bodily needs. Uh, tune in to the betting show Sundays, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, where you can listen to us talk about trying to win some money and not always being successful, but it is a fun time. So tune in live on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. I think that's it uh, for the big O. Love you all. And uh, we'll talk soon. Love you, fellas. This Chargers game's getting tight. So I'm going to have to skedaddle and uh, give my positive juju. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. We got it open. 2 a.m. working like we possessed our scenario is utopia. Stay content with that. With our best kept secret. Go ahead and floor past it. We don't need to get fucked up all the time and broadcast it. So much overload. They overdid it. Overshared about it though. We're now exposed to cynic. Oversaturated. Now we're all overdosing. Shaking my head side to side like a motorboating. Now I'm coasting and I'm ventilating. Speculating all this posing fake and backstories they disseminated. Trying to tell us that they got their city locked down. But come the AM, well, they're getting locked out. We make our moves on the low. Let the rhythm hit them rock him. Eric B. Razor Sharp. You can listen to that criticism about our hometown But if you ain't from here, you're done, no, don't come around With our Mayday siren, illuminate the sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's our Mayday siren, sounded through the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine It's our Mayday siren, illuminate the sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's our Mayday siren, sounded through the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine This is anti-tourism, expanding my pure vision We stand and we fan flames that came into fruition Using the true wisdom we imbibe from our environment Every idea we inscribe become Leviathan We thrive under pressure from the weight that you place on our shoulders Cliches just make us bolder We break in the mold, embracing the cold From the snow-capped mountains we can trace With our fingertips roll air clean No chem detected, choke on those vapors Constantly subjected to Become familiar with that box that you left us in Even come to love or feel the bond Like it's next to kin We resting in sleeping You wrestling weakened Weak out, stress seeking You out, left tweaking Speak out, know you hate That we fucking got it made But it's too late for our pity Paid the cost for your charade So this our Mayday siren Illuminate the sky We shining out the light Silver lining in disguise It's our Mayday siren Sounded through the night We resonate forever Yo, whenever we combine Siren, illuminate the sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's our Mayday Siren, down to the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine